0: You're tuned in to episode 10 of the Comics Pals podcast. We're comic book journalists and friends who've decided to record a podcast together because we don't talk enough about comics
1: in our daily lives. I hope your New Year's resolution is to bring your pals into 2017 and into your hearts. (laughs) (laughs) Phil,
2: Phil... We we we're laughing. I am laughing because I had no idea what you said. It cut the exact. No, <laughs>
3: well,
0: not one
3: word. I caught I caught
1: two words:
3: pals and 2017, and oh, that was it.
1: Oh man. <laughs> Likewise. Damn. Uh, do you want you want me to redo it, or is it going to stay like that? I mean, like, we 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 haven't recorded in us laughing authentically. Can you just
3: say it again for our benefit?
1: <laughs> I guess that's true. I said um. Oh, man, I lost my little rhythm to it. But I said, I I hope for your New Year's resolution, you vow to bring your pals into 2017 and into your hearts. (laughs) We gave that a way bigger laugh than it deserved.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. So this is technically the first episode for the Comics Pals in 2017, but we're stuck in the past. Uh, For us, it is New Year's Eve. And
4: just like the United States government. <gasps>
2: <laughs> oh, zing, 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 topical, topical.
0: <laughs> I, I would just like to point out that we have kicked off 2017 the same way we ended 2016, which is with me getting interrupted by <laughs> Kale. Thank you very much, Kale.
3: do my let Kale take
0: all the credit, Sean. <laughs> the feud is the feud <laughs> is bubbling. <laughs> If you are a fan of what we do, for why you are, I can't imagine, uh, you can find us all over the internet. Uh, We're on iTunes. We are a five-star rated podcast there, which I'm very happy about. We are the highest rated podcast called The Comic Spouse on all of iTunes. That's right. That is absolutely correct. That is true. It's only for interrupting Sean that we are a (laughs) five-star podcast. (laughs) You can you can join the chorus of praise and leave us a five-star rating there, whatever rating you feel like leaving us, and a comment. Um, leave us a random question. We'll read it on the air. Uh, that would be a lot of fun for us to do. Uh, you can email us a random question or any thoughts you have at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on YouTube where you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us likes and comments on there as well. Uh, and if you feel like listening to us on SoundCloud, we are there too. Twitter and Instagram at the comics pals. That is a lot of things to plug for the show, but we're everywhere. So there you go. Now let's dive right into the meat of the show and talk about what we're reading. Uh, Pete, what do you, what do you got?
3: Uh, It was definitely a slow week for me. Um, If you guys are regular listeners of the show, you'll notice I wasn't on the last episode because uh, I had to leave right as it was starting to take my cat to an animal hospital. Um, And I kind of spent the majority of this week dealing with that, having the holidays and stuff. So I had very little time to myself this week. Did not get to read anything.
0: That's unfortunate, but understandable.
3: Yeah. In good news, though, my cat's better. So um, yeah, time well spent.
0: Good. Uh, Kale?
4: Um, I finished uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, It's sort of a spin-off title from the Afterlife with Archie series uh, by
1: Roberto... Oh, man, here it is. This is a portion of the show where Kale mispronounces names.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite segment, honestly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Alright. Roberto... uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God!
2: Roberto Aguirre Sacasa.
0: Is that it? Is that how?
4: That's it. I was ne- I was never gonna come up with that. Like, thank I'm- you, Marco. That was that was never gonna happen. To <laughs> All I can say is, Marco, I've got like a half you go, and
3: that was beautiful.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: and- so you
3: read it?
4: Yes, I fi- I finished it. I think la- I think last week I was in the middle of it. Um, that that book uh is uh, a true horror um uh, a true horror book in the style of the old ec uh stories uh and it, it's 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 a, a thing to behold
3: probably right on Marco's alley
4: yeah it's fun yeah 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 I was hoping Marco and I could start a little dialogue about it um I uh I found it like I don't typically go for such thick juicy horror but uh, it, it for me it really felt like a, a slog through like a horror tale in a good way.
2: No yeah definitely it's like it's heavy the The themes that it sort of touches upon are super heavy and it's it's one of my favorite like Afterlife with Archie things like cause the, it, there's Afterlife with Archie there's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and I think there was one other spinoff um, I don't remember what it was but uh yeah it's like it's 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 my favorite i like it better than afterlife for that reason that it's just so reminiscent
4: of the ec stuff see yeah i think i like uh, afterlife better i think uh for me afterlife he i like the archie gang and i like the the survival aspect a little bit more than the everyday horror that sabrina has i enjoy it's twisted
2: like it's it's sort of twisted humor um my favorite part is the summoning which uh that was my favorite part. That was the part where yeah. I, I actually I warned you about. It. I, 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 yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah, I was like, hey, hey, Kale, they they legit summoned somebody, and like, I took a picture. I'm like, is this an okay book for you? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, no, I and and it didn't. It, it certainly didn't stop me, but it it definitely even even with your warning, it it certainly caught me off guard. Um, uh, but we should, uh, yeah, we should do more horror comics. Oh, totally,
2: dude. Uh, I have a slew of stuff that I would love to talk about.
0: If you guys are into horror comics, you should really check out some of Dirk Manning stuff. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare yeah. Nightmare World and um, Tales of Mystery are both really good. Tales of Mystery is my
3: jam.
0: Yeah. D- and really Dirk, Dirk is an awesome guy. Awesome guy. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Dirk Manning.
3: Shout out to Dirk.
0: Uh, Marco, did you read anything this week you want to talk about?
2: Uh, yeah, I went to my local comic book store and I got a bajillion comics and uh, I've just been slowly catching up on what I can um, I read Nailbiter um, which is really really good um, another horror title uh, I really like horror and, and like the blood and that, that, that whole uh, feeling and um, what else some
3: didn't you say you read Postal this week too?
4: Oh yeah, Postal's Postal is fucking
3: that, sick. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's really good. Postal this this story arc was like the redemption of like a white supremacist, uh, and it was it was pretty it, it was really really cool. Um, it was the the writer Brian Hill. He likes to include a lot of uh, well, it, it's it's it sort of it's a it's not a spinoff, but it's within the world that um, writer Matt Hawkins created. Um so he also writes the tithe uh, think tank and he he started and created Postal, but then Brian Hill sort of took that over um, and Mike Hawkins is one of my like my favorite uh, writers writers. He's also a, a th- he's also a physicist um, and I found him through this one book The Tithe, which is basically a book on it's an examination of like religion and the sort of fears that come with um certain religions like it touches upon islamophobia um it touches upon the abuse that certain churches how they abuse certain systems uh within the government um like with tax dollars and stuff sure sure but postal sort of touches upon social aspects uh and so one of them was uh the topic of race and um the rise of a sort of new or the The resurgence of a Aryan Brotherhood, and uh, so yeah, it was really really cool. Yeah,
0: Postal's really awesome. <clears throat> One of my favorite books, and the creators of that book are really cool. I got to yeah hang out with them a little bit at Comic Con. Oh, really? Yeah. with With who? With, uh, what's his name? The artist. Oh my god. Um, oh Isaac. Isaac, yeah, Isaac Goodhart. Yeah, and uh, Matt was there too for a little bit.
2: Oh sweet, I'd I'd love to talk to him.
0: Yeah um for me i i read a lot of books this week i was three weeks behind on my purchases just because i I haven't been able to make it to the store recently and so i spent uh quite a bit of money um but even prior to that i i was reading some stuff uh batman number 12 was the book that i really wanted to briefly address that was so amazing so just really fast the storyline going on right now in tom king's batman is called i am suicide and it's basically batman putting together like a pseudo suicide squad team of his own to go and take down bane who's got this island castle to himself basically and uh batman just needs to get rid of him so he puts Catwoman on the squad he he puts a bunch of people on it's a really ragtag group and um it's it's old enough now to where i can kind of Talk about what happens, but if you really don't want to know, spoilers incoming. Uh, Basically, Batman writes a letter to Catwoman as she's in prison for murdering uh, nearly 300 people, which is obviously a ridiculous number. And she clearly didn't do that, but she took accountability for it anyway. Uh, And he writes a letter to her essentially saying and admitting that he almost committed suicide. That he that when when his parents were killed, he tried to commit suicide, and that 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 then led him to the vow that we all know of, where he sort of says he's going to take on criminals forever, and that 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 it's a suicide mission. So that's where the "I am suicide" tag comes from. And that's I, heavy. Yeah, I, I thought it was extremely heavy. I thought it was really really. Uh, I, I feel like using the word "brilliant." I don't know if it's necessarily brilliant, but I thought it was a really cool wrinkle to add to the Bruce Wayne Batman mythos. Uh, Tom King, he's been doing a really good job, and so it, it's been a good run so far. And if you're not reading it, but you're a fan of Batman, I suggest picking it up.
2: Cool. That's pretty interesting. Makes him feel more like more real, and maybe even to some extent more like relatable. You can see he has not only he has not only like physical flaws but he also has the emotional internal flaws Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool
0: yeah
3: definitely yeah it's also cool um you know i'm always a fan of whenever comic books can kind of offer some kind of like uh commentary on that sort of thing and I, i like the idea that um you know that like batman or bruce wayne considering suicide is like you know um not necessarily like shown as a sign of weakness and that he was able to come past that and become the batman that's cool
1: yeah phil what about you uh, I thought I was off the hook for a second. So nope. As I'm trying to remember the week, it dawned on me that I got I got drunk three different nights in a row this week. <laughs> Holler! <laughs> and uh, Tuesday though was uh, what I was led to believe was a, a drink and draw event at my local comic book store. Uh, but then I found out it was the wrong Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> So much. you just, you're the only one,
3: you show up shit-faced already by yourself? Like, right, let's draw some fucking comic books! (laughs) It's like, I can just see, like, Phil, like, dressed up like one of those, like, classic cartoon, like, homeless guys, who, like, comes across, like, flying on a pie smell. He shows up with, like, holes in his shoes and everything with a bottle of three X's on it.
1: No, I went to a a very country bar afterwards and that's where the magic happens. <laughs> oh, that's where the magic, I, magic that's happens. That's good. I, I felt way out of my element. But um because of that, uh, I didn't have a lot of sober re- recreational time to do uh proper reading. So, uh it's next week. <laughs>
3: but you didn't answer
1: my question. So, were you or were you not
3: the only drug oh. person at the comic book stores?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was with, I was I was with two other dudes. So, we're going to
0: dive into some reader email, which is exciting for us to do. Uh, Pete, why don't you take it away? I will. Um, okay, so our first ever email
3: here comes from Steve Reinhardt, and the email is titled, Big Fan. Hello, guys. My name is Steve, and I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. Love the show. Love the pals. Found this by accident on iTunes, and it's been a hoot for me. I would like to hear more from Marco and hear him weigh in on things more, though. And for the record... That's me. That is you, Marco. (laughs) And for the record, a Spider-Man Netflix series would be sick. Anyway, I have a random question of the week suggestion for when you get to this. What is each pal's dream superhero movie? Cast, director, characters, and so forth. And that's
1: that. So thank you so much, Steve, for your email. Yeah, thank you very much. You you chose... Poorly in choosing Marco as your favorite pal, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pete. Since you read it, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, so I thought
3: about this a little bit. Uh, it, it's tough for me because I, <laughs> while I know I was on the side of um, anti-Spider-Man Netflix series, a lot of the properties that I'd like to see adapted, I think would do better as a serialized piece rather than a movie. Um, because the knee-jerk reaction for me is Invincible, but I don't really think Invincible would make a great movie unless they were already signed on to do, like, a trilogy at the very least, um, just because it takes several issues for the plot to really develop to the, like, kind of main beats that are, like, worthy of a movie, I think. Um, and I wouldn't want to undersell those things either by like having the entire first movie be about Mark being a teenager and all that stuff because that's a relatively short part of the book in comparison so I don't know if I could addendum like HBO series I would love to see HBO's Invincible that would be fucking phenomenal um so that that would be my choice in terms of property and medium Uh as for like director and all that stuff um You know, that's, like, a little bit more in flux on, like, television. So, I wouldn't be, like, super... You know, about it either way, I would just like to see Robert Kirkman be involved with it at a similar capacity to the way he is in The Walking Dead, where he was the executive producer, a regular writer on the show, and kind of a creative lead there. And then, uh really, whoever else, you know, he is comfortable getting involved would be fine with me. If they wanted to pull somebody off of one of the Marvel Netflix shows. I think they've done a really good job of street-level heroes, so I would like to see that um for Invincible, even though... He's not a street-level hero. His books are kind of written that way at at times, at least when they're really focused on him. Um, So I think that could work. Uh, Or even if, you know, if there's a way for Kirkman to pull some of the creative team from The Walking Dead to try and uh, reimagine Invincible, I think that could be fun too. As long as Kirkman's at the helm, I think we'd be solid. As for, like, who I'd want cast, I'd want it to be Unknowns. I wouldn't want it to be people that we know I'd want Mark to be I'd want Mark and Eve and like those central characters to be young kids that we don't really know them from anything else and I think as far as like some of the older characters it'd be cool to see uh, Omni-Man who's Mark's father played by like Bruce Campbell Tom
4: Tom Selleck Tom Selleck oh my god
3: fuck Bruce Campbell Tom Selleck Tom Selleck puts on like 50 pounds of muscle and plays Omni-Man <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> Sold. Yeah, that's it. Doesn't get any better than that.
0: <laughs> uh, I think an Invincible movie would be awesome. I mean, it's got to come, right? Like, we have to get one. Or a show.
3: So, I honestly don't know, because... So, the rights to it were bought, like, years ago. I forget who owns them, but... um, And I, I've, I've seen Kirkman at Comic-Con, I think, pretty much every year. He goes to New York almost every year, and I always go to one of his panels or something, or I end up running into him or something, and I, I ask him about it every year. And basically, he gives me a modified version of the same answer. But as the years have gone on, it's become apparent that it seems increasingly unlikely because I, he seems very much in the same boat that I am where, like, he doesn't really want to do a movie because a movie wouldn't necessarily translate really well. And he's kind of like, we've gotten offers. There have been talks. There have been ideas. But there's never been anything that felt right. And I would rather have there be no invincible adaption than one that's not good. So I wonder, I mean, I would love for that to be the case. I would love for him to like come off walking dead and do invincible, but I don't know. I really feel like if an invincible movie was going to happen that it probably would have happened already.
4: I, I feel like, uh, it would have to be sort of a hyper violent, like a uh, kick-ass kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, but actual superhero.
4: Yeah. 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 So, but like, yeah, with like Mark at the heart of it, trying to maintain like his, uh, you know, his, his, his good guy core. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, like, the gross kind of kick-ass protagonist.
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> I think I think it would have, have a similar kind of vibe to it, though, as a movie. And that's kind of my reasoning for thinking why, like, the shit might have already sailed. Because when you look at, like, what comic book properties are getting adapted for those kinds of movies, like, we already had Kick-Ass and Scott Pilgrim, and, like, that... Those movies came and went and didn't really make enough money, you know? So I, I wonder if they could find the right marriage of a studio that's willing to sign on for, like, a multi-picture deal for this independent book based on Kirkman's name alone, you know? Because, like, I don't know if that cachet translates to be like, oh, you know, from the creator of The Walking Dead, here's a movie. And it's like, are people going to care about that? Like, I don't know. I, I think it would probably make a lot more sense as, like, an HBO show or AMC if they had the money for it. But, you know, that's that's a different conversation. Okay uh kale?
4: man uh there are a couple a couple of things i i i could say um i'd like to see i think a uh, uh a movie based on the uh fraction and aja's uh hawkeye run oh, i agree uh, cool. man probably with like uh army hammer as uh clint cool uh, um and i i've i i think i've always been on the Aubrey Plaza for Kate Bishop. Oh, that would
3: be a that's a great pick.
4: But I would also say uh I think her name's I think her name's Arden Cho. She's from like the Teen Wolf series. Uh she's got some like legitimate archery skills. Like she's an archer in that show and so I uh if if I remember correctly like she she did take some like lessons and like she knows what she's doing. I like her, I think, a little bit more. I feel, I kind of feel like Aubrey Plaza might be a bit too, too much of the main focus. Then again, the, the, the Kate Bishop character, I think, kind of demands that. So I think it'd be, that would be an okay settle for me. You know
3: what I was thinking? I, I know she's like expressed interest in being in an MCU movie. She wants to play Squirrel Girl, but like Anna Kendrick would be a cool pick for her, I think. Yeah. She's yeah. a really good supporting actress. Like, she's really good at nailing a role, but not taking away from the focus. And, like, I'm not super into, um, what's his name? Who's the guy who plays Hawkeye? Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Uh, like, he's whatever. Like, I, I would like, honestly, I would like a Kate Bishop to kind of, like, take the spotlight a little bit. Because I, I don't love him as a leading man.
1: Anna Kendrick is a good lead, lead actress, though. Have you ever seen 50-50?
3: Oh yeah, not take it away from her. Yeah, no, she she's a great actress. Um, I, I don't know, she's just super likable, and I, she's very like she's very good at being funny and like I don't know, I can see them having a good dynamic.
4: Uh, as for who directs it, I would say someone, maybe someone who does like, uh, um, you know, sort of the mobster movies. Like the only name that comes to me right now is Scorsese, but that doesn't, um, that doesn't <laughs> sit right.
1: Huh? Martin Scorsese's Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I'm in.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd be I'd be in for any property that Martin Scorsese would want to do though. Strap like, if we're, if we're going that way, I'd rather see Martin Scorsese's Batman, like personally, but or Daredevil because oh, like yeah,
2: I was just about to say that. Just about to
3: say the that. Catholic guilt and everything. He he would nail that.
1: <laughs> Martin Scorsese's The Spirit.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. I can't believe I didn't say that.
3: Change my answer. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I would also, I'll just throw this out there. I would love to see like a Green Lantern, uh, like trilogy, like a, you know. Uh,
1: Ryan Reynolds.
4: <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to giving him another chance because I don't think that was his fault. Uh, But he, he would never take it.
3: You know what I would love? I, they would never do this because it doesn't make sense the way that like movies work but i would love for them to do like a green lantern trilogy where each movie was a different lantern
4: no yeah that's the thing so my my first my first one would be hal jordan and kind of the introduction to the core and then maybe um
1: john stewart introduced
4: like john stewart maybe guy gardner and then into the uh into the second movie kind of maybe you destroy coast city and uh you know have how jordan go off the edge and then the last movie is kyle rayner and then they fight uh parallax at the very end that'd be cool yeah i think that would be i think it would work really well
3: i wish they would make john stewart like make a movie with john stewart he's my favorite green lantern
4: yeah he's
2: really cool marco uh, um i would really like to see sandman um
1: really Oh I thought you were I really thought you were going to say small. Yeah, me too. No.
2: Like it's been done and it's been really cheesy and uh I don't know. So it's like I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to do that.
1: Okay. Give it to the right to, Give it to David Lynch or No, something dude. Or you you got to give it to like this is of all the movies
3: DC could have made that would have been good. That Dark Avengers movie that they had bumping around that was going to be done by Guillermo Del Guillermo, Jesus Christ. Oh, the, Guillermo del-, del Toro. Del Toro yeah
1: yeah yeah excuse me
3: um that is like probably my number one project that never saw the light of day that I would love to see that
1: that was his baby dude he wanted and he like the
3: team was gonna be Swamp Thing Constantine um the Enchant the Sorceress oh
4: no you're thinking of you said you said uh Dark Avengers you're thinking of uh the JLA Dark Universe yeah
1: sorry that's what I meant that's
3: totally the wrong thing it's
1: gonna be called Dark Universe yeah um They, they made it to
4: an animated though
2: but it
1: wasn't with garamo and like he was so like he pushed for that movie for
3: years he was the only reason it was ever gonna happen
2: right right but i mean if i was gonna do a swamp thing one i would want it to be um animated just because uh it i i just for me i think it'll be easier to do some of the things that like some of the trippier things that happen sure um and it just makes it I don't know. For me, it'll be a little bit cleaner than a live action.
3: Okay, but yeah. So you said Sandman.
2: Yeah. So Sandman, just because um, he's like he's my second favorite character, but also because I think that it'd be really cool to see that, like, see that kind of like like we we saw magic done really well with um, with Doctor Strange, um, and just to see like another a dark sort of magic and really kind of trippy it would need to be like a super skinny actor to play a sandman but uh i was thinking like dj qualls wow <laughs> what
3: i don't know who that is
4: from uh but
0: why i right? love that you just said that <laughs> why <laughs> because what's... i love dj qualls uh, what's that movie you, you guys ever see the the new guy that's yeah. what was that right? from the new guy Yo. Oh, the main, the guy, the, as guys, as the as new guy, Sandman. <laughs> wow,
3: dude, that would be awesome. Can you imagine that was like his breakout role, and he becomes oh, like a right? serious, He's dramatic right? actor?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, dude, it'll be his his role. It'll be like his defining moment. That's gonna be the first thing that pops up. It's like on wikipedia most notably known for like that's gonna be so
3: it. My, my favorite part about this suggestion is a that's that's solid so that's great <laughs> b it's not only that you knew his name but that sean also knew his name off the <laughs> yeah. top of his and head John just
2: totally sean just totally like <laughs> yep, 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 that
0: are, was you, awesome. are you guys are you guys that big of new guy fans <laughs> yes dude you know how many times i've seen that movie yeah that movie's
4: oh. hilarious
2: yeah Supposedly, he's also on *A uh, Man in a High Castle*, which I haven't seen yet. Really? Yeah. So that's his
3: breakout dramatic role. All right.
2: <laughs> oh, and then for director, uh, Richard Kelly. Um, he's the guy who did um, my favorite movie. I watch every Halloween. Donnie Darko. Uh, uh And like okay. that's trippy enough for him to direct. I think.
0: That's a pretty good matchup. Uh, I I'll, I'll go next. I'm terrible at things like this. I don't like doing like mock casting things, but. I I really just want to see – well, I've got two. I want to see a Civil War movie based on the actual comic book. I feel like Mark Millar wrote that very cinematically, and I think it would play well on a screen. So I would love to see that. Um, And then any of Rick Remender's current image work, so like Black Science or Tokyo Ghost or – I think Deadly Class would make an extremely good television show. Yeah, Yeah, that could be
4: cool. I would, I would love to see a black science movie. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah. awesome.
0: A black science movie would be incredible. Um Oh shit, I can't believe I forgot about this. Uh so that that's also true, but I think what I would love to see more than any of that is a an HBO or AMC series based on Greg Rucka's Lazarus. Ooh, that, that would yeah. be my top. Yeah, yeah, that'd be my top pick. Um and as far as casting, I can't do that stuff. So I I don't know. Your I'd turn. S- yeah,
1: Phil. Okay. Uh, okay, so in preparing for this, I wrote a few ideas down. They're not well developed, but there are a few ideas.
2: Jesus, you got a screenplay too? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's going to get a treatment. Got marathon. the first page. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my first idea was a Brad Bird Superman movie. Ooh. Uh, Brad Bird did the Incredibles, uh, not, yeah, the Incredibles and Iron yep. Giant. Oh,
3: okay. Ooh, all yeah, right. considering yeah, yeah, yeah. considering Iron Giant is the best Superman movie ever made, yeah, I would love to see him <laughs> make a. Love- <laughs> oh, it
0: is it's, at it's the true. end. Oh no, like God. I'm
3: sincere. Like he he gets what makes Superman
1: special.
2: Yeah, yeah, I cry that movie
1: because it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you have a heart. <laughs> my idea was to adapt either birthright or secret origin by either mark wade or jeff johns um and then brian cranston is a luthor when he gets older mm-hmm. that was an idea not uh i'm not the only person to come up with that idea but uh i like the idea of alicia verkander as lois from um ex machina oh which who is she uh was she was she the robot alicia yeah okay she was also in the Danish Girl. Oh, she oh a for it. okay, yeah, cool. Uh, I also have the idea of Bryce Dallas Howard as Lana Lang. Also solid. I really like her. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Not sure who I would do for Superman, but I like the idea of a relative unknown
2: and not someone that's super
1: buff. Also, John like him. not
3: to be this guy. He has he has to be American. Like it's really unsettling to me that a British guy plays Superman.
1: The next idea I had was a Dennis Villanueva, Red Sun Superman movie. Now Dennis Villanueva did Enemy. He did uh, Arrival most recently. Oh. Uh, with Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams, uh, and then the idea for my communist Superman was John Hamm. I love that. Huh? Yeah. Cool. And then D- uh, Donald yeah. Gleason as Lu- Lex Luthor for this one. I mean, I'm into that. The uh, guy who. He played the, uh, the general in uh, Force Awakens, um, the the imperial general guy. Oh,
4: against uh, Kylo, the guy that was kind of with Kylo Ren?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. For this particular Luthor. That would be cool. Solid choices. And then my other idea, I don't have this any more developed than just a broad idea, but a 1960s Fantastic Four movie directed by Steven Spielberg. What, dude yeah i've I've wanted that for years i would
3: love for them to do a like totally silver age inspired like even like the the way that it looks like have it be entirely stylized like that would be so cool
1: if there's any guy who would do that justice it'd be Spielberg. yeah man that
3: would be awesome or i think um not not that it was a particularly good movie but like something with like a kind of visual aesthetic of like um what was that movie that Disney just did that flop? Tomorrowland or like The Rocketeer? Like that look? That was Brad Bird
1: too, by the way. It was?
3: Oh my. Wow, look at that. Maybe he's the director then.
1: Shit. I Well, I mean, he kind of, yeah, I think it's a similar kind of thing. I think he could do a 1960s Fantastic Four too. Yeah. That's kind of what The oh, Incredibles man. are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, definitely.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, man, I feel like he he would be a perfect pick for any of those movies. Not Red Sun, but the other two, just because... He's so good at boiling down what makes superheroes like at their core interesting, and like getting that, and not even necessarily playing to it specifically.
1: It's crazy that Fox, Warner Brothers, and uh, Marvel Studios hasn't approached Brad Bird for a superhero. Movie. It really is like with I don't know, I don't know. I, he especially since he's across a lot for Marvel over at Pixar.
3: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I mean oh, now he is right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing I could think of is like maybe he doesn't want to get tied up in like the the Marvel machine, churn, yeah, the machine of it. But if he was only going to do a one-off, like that could be great.
4: I mean, yeah, he could do he could do the Shazam movie, easy.
3: Oh yeah, that's like the only reason I'd even watch
0: a Shazam movie. <laughs> so I think uh, I think we've reached the apex of this conversation. Uh, Steve, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy our answers to your random question. And, again, keep sending us your random questions to thecomicspals at com or any of the other places that we already discussed that you guys can find us online. <clears throat> now, uh, before we move into the main topic of the show, I do want to cover some really unfortunate news, which is that Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, have passed. Uh, of course, we talked about it last week that Carrie was in... Intensive care and there were some kind of mixed messages about her health at that point, but, uh, she was, uh, in cardiac arrest for 10 minutes, which is a very, very long time. And unfortunately, she was not able to pull through. And so it's with great sadness that I'm sure, you know, we all report this unfortunate news. Um, and it's, it's really sad. I mean, for me personally, I sat kind of stunned on my computer for, you know, a good amount of time, just because I never really like realized how important Carrie Fisher was in my life as Princess Leia. Right, like I, I wasn't really familiar with her outside of that role, but that was such an important character for me. Uh, my first connection with a uh, a female hero on screen, you know, uh, and a character that took no shit, you know, and and that really has always informed the way that I look at female characters and maybe in some way made me more accepting of that, you know, because we do live in a society that is male dominated where men are the guys who who take charge and women are typically portrayed as uh, characters who are meek and let the men speak for them and, and kind of take, take the lead. She wasn't about that, you know, uh, and I really appreciate that. And I love that she was able to, do the force awakens and we got to see where princess leia eventually went you know as as i think she was general leia right and um and that she did get to live and that she will get to live on with um episode eight because she did uh get to finish her scenes for that movie and um yeah just just really sad so if you guys want to, you know, comment on that,
2: yeah. If you get if you guys want to um, watch some more stuff by her, just outside of Star Wars, there's a really cool sort of um, comedy documentary on her uh, called "Wishful Drinking" on Netflix, um, and it sort of goes it, it's sort of an introspective on, the, on on her as a person and like her growing up, uh, and it's a sort of a comedy special that she has. So it was it was really good. It's a little dark because that was sort of her humor and it might not sit well with some people who are really affected um but just to see her in in a different light it's it's really it's really good
3: she also just put out an autobiography um yeah which i think it's like her second one but yeah she was actually in support touring in support of that when she had the accident um i i don't want to talk about it too much because honestly um i don't want to get too emotional but uh yeah, Sean, I I'm with you where it's like this was a death that really hit me really hard and I don't I never really expected her to to die. I I thought she was going to be okay. Um maybe that was just wishful thinking, but um yeah, man, I mean Star Wars has been a really big part of my life, a really formative part of my life for for forever, you know, for as long as I've been a fan of art and um very similar to you, I would say you know, Princess Leia was was probably my first, the first female hero that I really remember identifying with, and um, who who I think like really meant something to me from from a really young age. You know, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting a little choked up. Uh, she she passed on my birthday, and it was a really really hard day. I spent the majority of it um, kind of just sitting around in disbelief, and then uh, watched a New Hope and kind of had a simultaneous um I don't know, every time i watch star wars i think what makes star wars so special is the pulp aspect of it it just makes me feel good uh it makes me feel happy to watch star wars and it was really bittersweet to um smile and and enjoy her lines and her jokes and her quips but also uh feel the pain of her loss and it's one that i think um you know, obviously, you know, our, our thoughts are with her friends and family, but I don't want to undercut um, the love that are fans for her as well. And I think it's a loss that we'll feel for years to come. So, you know, RIP. I
1: thought, uh, I, I just saw Rogue One for a second time two nights ago. And in the final scene is a CGI Leia. And when she gets the little disc, she says hope. And in light of her passing, I thought that was oddly appropriate as like this final note of her life. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And so, yeah, she'll be missed. And so will her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, Seeing the Rain is my favorite musical. Um, uh, Demi Reynolds is like absolutely enchanting in that movie. And for her to die like a day after her daughter, is just devastating. Yeah.
3: And um, I do want to say, I, I think we'd be remiss to uh, obviously, you know, um, All of us and I think many people uh, had a relationship to Carrie as as Princess Leia and as an actress, but she was also uh, an incredibly talented writer. She was one of the most um, celebrated uh, punch uppers in Hollywood were the people who are called in to basically make scripts better, make them work better, make them funnier and do so without getting any credit. Uh, and she's worked on t- like, ton- like tons of movies. It would be, I wouldn't be able to make the list without leaving something really significant out. And, um, she's also a huge mental health advocate and, uh, really just spent the majority of her career trying to make other people's lives better.
4: Sorry. I was just going to say she, uh, uh, what, what, one thing I've seen floating around is, is, uh, is that she, she, she sort of wrote this line to, um, sort of comfort us all in, in, in the event of her passing, uh, uh her her big line was um she she died drowning in moonlight, strangled by her own bra and i think uh i think that's how i want to remember her best
0: she she was a pioneer she broke a lot of doors opened a lot of doors for uh female actresses and uh it's 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 a sad sad world without her in it but uh she wouldn't want us to not carry on, and so we will. Um, <clears throat> so we're gonna move into the main topic, which is looking ahead, what we expect from 2017. So we're just gonna kind of talk about what we think is gonna happen in 2016. Um, our, or what we want? Yeah, what we want to happen. Uh, this is totally. You know, you can you can go as crazy with this as you feel like going. You know, try to keep it within the realm of realism here, but, you know, have fun with it. Um, Phil, what do you what do you see happening in 2017? What do you want?
1: Okay. Um, that's a good question. So I guess we should look at, I think, Marvel. I think all, all eyes are on the Marvel books because they're struggling financially right now. And critically, they're being panned by a lot of people. So the question is, uh, do they shake it up to improve the books at all over the next 12 months? And you have to think they will. So, I don't know. I wonder what will happen. Do you guys think Dan Slott would leave Spider-Man this year? I hope so.
4: I don't. <laughs> I don't think Spider-Man is their issue. Uh, I think yeah, um, Spider-Man's doing great.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's going
4: to happen. I think it's. I think one of the issues is their big focus on these uh, events that aren't very good. I was gonna say I think uh, I think uh, st- you know their their best stuff comes from their character books like Spider Man or uh, Bendis on the Iron Man books. Um, I, yeah, I think these event uh, these this event uh, fatigue that we're all going through is really what's uh, what's hurting them.
3: Man, you know what I would love to see them do? Not have an event, like just skip it for a year. It's like they haven't had a like one that was actually successful in quite some time. I, it's just like, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm like, I'm sick of it. Like the fatigue is real. And like, that was one of the things that made me stop reading 616 books regularly is because I'd be enjoying a book and then, oh, time for the event. Let's have the, the flow of this story I was enjoying disrupted for one to four months, you know, and, and then wait for us to return to a status quo with a new creative team and see a bunch of threads get
1: dropped.
2: The no event event.
1: That'd be cool. Sean mentioned this last week, but I mean, they lost a lot of creative talent this year in terms of like Hickman not working with them. You know, yeah, Ellis doesn't do a lot with them anymore. Uh, So maybe more focus on uh, good creative talent again, perhaps.
3: I think it's going to be a year for rebuilding for them for sure. Like looking for new talent, looking for people who are like up and coming and trying to get them on new things the same way they did a few years ago with all the people we're seeing leave now.
1: Um, with DC, uh, one from my understanding, one of the big attractions to get Tom King over to do uh, exclusively on DC is not just his Batman, but apparently they promised him like full creative control over some Vertigo books. Ooh, Ooh.
2: yeah, I'm down.
1: And so I would love to see whatever Tom King has in mind for a more creator-driven Vertigo book because DC is talking about doing another strong, like full Vertigo. Good. I mean, that's awesome
4: what's his uh is it sheriff of babylon where's that sheriff that's 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 vertigo is that image or i think so
3: yeah i don't it's not an image book if i'm not mistaken so i think yeah i think it's vertigo that's kind of where you go if it's not an image
1: book (laughs) right yeah right and so for me all eyes are on tom king to see uh where he takes batman this year and uh what else he writes because i mean he's not doing omega man vision's wrapping up obviously or has wrapped up um so uh, what's what, what's on the plate next, so to speak? Sure.
3: Honestly, man, I think um DC's in a really interesting spot because I think I've made it pretty clear. I was like, I'm not a DC guy. Uh, I've never really been a DC guy. I like Batman and I, there's a few of the other uh, pantheon that I appreciate. Like I like a good Superman book, but I'm not going to go out of my way for a Superman book, you know, either – um but that being said they have so many really interesting titles right now and not just their superhero stuff you know like um i don't know if those are through vertigo but all the Hanna Barbera comics that they've done that have been really like successful like the flintstones um, oh yeah
2: that's uh, just the the main line dc
3: yeah yeah okay so that's not vertigo then um yeah they've got that they've got um the wacky races like mad max style book which is ridiculous um you know, and like those Scooby-Doo. books are, Scooby-Doo, those books are doing well. Um, or at least some of them are doing well. And then we've got the Young Animals imprint, which is like, obviously this has been a big year for them that was brand new and had a really strong start. Like DC is bringing a lot of interesting creative talent over, yeah. kind of giving them creative control over properties that they have access to, letting them work on new stuff. Um, so this was a year of building for them, but not in the same way where like, They lost a bunch of stuff and have to rebuild. They've just been like creating this really strong foundation and it's going to be interesting to see how they execute on it this year. Yeah.
1: Um, So that said, with Tom King, one thing I've always wanted to see him work on is a Green Lantern book. Ever... Ever since, Jeff, ever since Jeff Johns left the book, uh, I felt like it's been trying to struggle to find its identity again, and I think Tom King is such a distinctive, has such a distinctive voice as a writer. That's a book that he would flourish on, if, especially if Omega Man is proof of anything. Um, I would like to see Action Comics get a new writer. Uh, I think Dan Yergens has... I think he's antiquated as a writer. Um, I'm okay with Tomasi on Superman, which is funny because I was really opposed to it originally, but it's okay. Um, I would like to see a new author on action. Uh, the dream author would be like Mark Waid or something. But his he's burned a bridge with DC. So, that's just not a thing. How? That was like 15, 20 years ago. Oh, I don't remember what exactly happened.
3: Um, speaking of DC 2, uh, you just st- uh, brought up my memory. Another creator I'd like to see return to DC is a um, bit of a controversial guy. But Max Landis uh, did – um, American Alien um Superman miniseries last year that I thought was phenomenal. And I would love to see him do some more stuff in that universe he's building.
1: He has a new script or something. It's like I think it's called like Superman Agent of Batman. That's
3: great. Um, yeah. I mean, he he talked about it when he, yeah. when he was finishing it that they were gonna be doing more stuff in that the people are calling it like the Landis verse. Um I'd I'd love to see him write some more stuff. I think that to me is like um, You know, something I we've tabled, I think, for a, a greater talk at some point. But I'd like to see more companies take risks like that with continuity. Like if you want to have a mainline continuity that you're going to keep blowing up and, and whatever, that's fine. But I like the idea of like, oh, X creator wants to write a Superman story. Let them create their own Superman mythos and pull from whatever they want to pull from,
1: you know? and and dc kind of has a history of doing that i mean frank frank miller's dark knight returns or even earth one books where you have uh j michael straczynski doing earth one superman or john's doing batman or morrison doing wonder woman what have you like that, that's something that's been fairly consistent i think for dc at least yeah i think so and
3: um it, i mean it's something i'd like to see marvel take more risks with and i'd like to see dc kind of double down on it especially because like i said like American Alien, uh my even like the the guy at my comic book store commented on the fact that I bought it. Like he was just like, You're getting a DC book? And I was just like, Yeah, this book is fucking rad. Like, I I got really into that um as a, that was one of my favorite books of the year, honestly. And uh I mean I I'd love to see him take a stab at Batman or even just give us more of that Superman because his version of Superman is really cool. It it's like got a little bit more he's powered down he's young he's inexperienced it's very fun it's got like a kind of spider-man-y vibe to it but you know with all the things that make superman special
1: and uh i guess i'll i've been i've been monopolizing a little bit here so i'll table it with my final thought is i think multiversity 2 is supposed to come out this year if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah i heard about that shit oh yeah wow Kale.
4: tell us how you really feel i listen i love grant morrison um, I got to uh, speak with uh, Frank Quitely, uh when really um, yeah 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 when he was doing the pencils for his uh, his issue uh, of of multiversity um, because i I uh, I lived in Glasgow at the time and uh the Hope Street oh. the hopes I can't believe I've never told you this the uh, the Hope Street studios were not that far from my uh, flat.
1: Whoa. What the fuck? Phil's <laughs> face. Phil's
4: <laughs> face. Yeah. Um I yeah, that's amazing news. And his uh yeah, that his issue of uh Captain Marvel uh is was phenomenal in multiversity.
1: Yeah, no, it was awesome. The whole uh that whole uh the uh, Thunderworld thing was awesome. Um I believe it's coming out this year. I could be mistaken. I, I um it's either 2017 or 2018. I'm pretty sure it's coming out this year. No, I think it is this um, year.
2: I heard about that now. Yeah.
1: And Multiversity, uh, the original uh, book, was probably my favorite book of 2015. Um, so that's if if that is indeed coming out this year, uh, that is the book I am most excited about. And from what I heard about it, uh, Morrison has tapped a bunch of non-comic book artists, like a bunch of unknown artists, that he just like met in Los Angeles to like, Illustrate the book, which is a cool as hell idea. I think if you're as, if you have a if you're an author with that much clout to tap in a bunch of people who aren't in the industry already and already well known is a pretty cool idea. So I'm I'm curious to see what it, how it turns out and what you get. I know one story he had for it is the idea that the Flash his world moves so fast that uh, everything slows down too much. It's kind of like a horror situation. Oh, that's that's really cool. Oh, and it just and slowly slowly throughout the issue, like, the rest of the world slows down around the place.
3: That's cool. I really like that idea of, like, um, bringing, like, body horror into like, superheroes, you know, or uh, superpowers anyway. Um, that's, that's a, a really neat idea for me. So,
1: I'll table it there. I, I kind of monopolize it. Cause I have high hopes. So, I'll popcorn it to Kale. Uh,
4: I would love to see, to finally see the, uh, the promised return of, uh, the Umbrella Academy. Um, I love what Gerard Way is doing with uh, Doom Patrol and, and the Young Animal uh, imprint but man I just saw a, a Facebook memory today that they were uh, they had announced a new uh, uh, Umbrella Academy in 2014 and uh, it's just it's been three years now
1: God, it's been
4: yeah Come on, Gerard. You're kidding.
1: That's a
3: long wait. Yeah. I get it, though. Like, if I was in his position and, like, the first comic I put out was, like, an Eisner Award winner and then everyone's got eyes on me, I wouldn't necessarily be itching to put out the sequel. Yeah. You know, it's like he instead went and pivoted and did, like, two or three new books that are all also super successful. And it's like now he can go back to it. And if it's not good, at least he, like, he doesn't have to worry about people thinking he was, like, a one hit wonder.
2: Yeah, that's that's a musician mentality right there. It
4: is, and I wonder, I wonder too, like what his uh, his his rights issues are. Like, you know, uh, Umbrella academy's a Dark Horse title. I wonder if maybe he. Oh, uh, I totally thought that
3: was Vertigo.
4: Shit. No, Dark Horse.
3: Yeah, maybe he can't finish it.
4: Yeah, I, I I wonder, you know, if if maybe his his contract at DC might have him locked in for a little bit or. Uh, there's no way to know, obviously, but
3: right, yeah, because obviously, if that was the case, there would be an NDA there. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like a timed thing where it's like he's only allowed, he's not allowed to do anything but DC for a certain amount of time because he's running the imprint. I doubt that he would like just be, agree to never finish Umbrella Academy. Like that would be weird. But I mean, or maybe he did just because the job was too good to pass up. Like he's getting to run an entire imprint. So like that's kind of a dream job and it's at fucking DC who's on top right now so you'd kind of be an idiot to pass up that job
4: yeah and and uh, a, a dream job especially for him to follow in in Grant Morrison's footsteps right exactly um yeah with uh, with, with uh, doom patrol
3: right so I you know um I, I'm with you i I hope he gets it out but in the same breath I,
1: I kind of understand. He's a disciple of me. That <laughs> Grant Morrison impression.
4: Uh, I guess uh, in terms of other books, I would love to see a good Teen Titans book. I'd love to see Gerard Way do a Teen Titans book. That'd be yeah. That'd be rad. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be all about that.
1: How's the Abnett Teen Titans run been? Dan Abnett, right? He's on that book.
4: No, right uh, last I checked, it was. Uh...
1: Really? Was I wrong?
4: Oh no! Didn't he did uh, Titans Hunt?
1: Yes. That sounds right. That
4: that that was really good. That felt like a real Teen Titans book. Maybe if maybe if he did it, it would work. But I think uh, I think uh, Benjamin Percy maybe.
1: That sounds yeah 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 that sounds right.
4: Uh, he's doing Damien and, and the Teen Titans, and it's just it it's your typical uh, or your sort. I don't know. Maybe not necessarily typical, but typical recently. You know, the good guys got to capture all the other good guys to make them work together and force them to be a team, and that's just not that's not a good way to go. Uh, Marvel's uh, champion Marvel tapped uh, uh, Mark Wade to do the Champions, and I think I said maybe our first show that that book felt like a Teen Titans book to me, and it was amazing. Um, So maybe maybe Champions will be my my new Teen Titans book for
0: this year. I'm really enjoying it. I, I think Champions is awesome so far. Have you kept up, Kale?
4: No, no, no. I bought the first issue because I want to encourage that kind of stuff for Marvel. But it's, uh, yeah, I'm gonna wait for the trade. Okay,
0: cool. Yeah, it's, it's worth it's worth checking out. Sweet. Um, I guess I'll go next. I I'll start with Marvel. Um, honestly, like I'm definitely not with you guys regarding no events. I'm a, I'm an event person i love events when they're done right i believe that event fatigue is only a problem when you're reading bad ones uh and i'm just a real big fan of the shared universe thing i like to see these characters on screen together or you know on page together um so do i but that doesn't mean i think they're gonna have better events in 2017 i have no reason to believe
1: that (laughs) Um, that was a a good way to preface that (laughs) with your actual like disappointment yeah i like it Except lately, <laughs> <laughs> I
3: agree
0: with you that they suck, but I don't agree with you that they should stop.
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: i th- I think I think that from a business perspective, you know, they they're, they they kind of have to keep doing them, right? Like, you know, nothing brings people in more than events, even if we keep talking about how bad they are. Um, because so- we're
4: still we're still talking about them, so.
0: Yeah, and we're still we're yeah. still buying them. I mean, like, I'm not though.
3: I'm not anymore. Like that's a. It was a huge turnoff for me. It was just like how like what was it? What was the one? Um, was it Kingdom Come? What was the one with all the the hammers?
0: Oh oh, uh, fear itself. Fear
3: itself. That was that was it for me. Kingdom
1: Come is a good. one. Yeah, that's that's Kingdom not come the same is thing. Great. Um,
0: yeah.
3: no, yeah, that was it. That was the last event. Like that was it for me. I could not give a fuck about Avengers versus X Men after that. <laughs>
1: I haven't read a Marvel event book since, uh, I want to say Civil War. Because I hate Marvel event yeah, books. Yeah, they're bad. Like House of M, Civil War, I hated those books. I was like, I have no intention on reading any of these other ones. I think,
4: yeah, Secret Invasion was the last one I was excited about. Secret Invasion was like. Fine.
0: There was things about it that were okay, but... I i don't know. I get excited every single time, and then I get let down almost every single
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop buying
3: into the machine, Sean!
0: <laughs> I can't, dude. I can't. I'm all in. So I'm, I'm prepared for another year of disappointment. Uh, I don't see Marvel getting their act together on any level. Uh, I think they've got books that are good right now, and I think that those books will stay good. Uh, but they need to shore up their creative roster because they're lacking right now. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that. I think we're gonna see more in humans. I think we're gonna see more X Men, which is nice, I guess. But uh, you know, we are the Avengers? You know, they've kind of been not really relevant over the last year or so, and so I, you know, that that kind of sucks. Uh, over at DC. I feel that DC is on a roll right now. But when you talk about events, I couldn't be any less interested in Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Yeah. I think that's incredibly dumb. And I think that when you talk about pandering, oh my god, really?
4: That's a giant market ploy. Yeah.
0: Also,
3: unlike... Kale brought it up, I think, like a week or two ago. It might have even been last week, and I heard it while I was ed- while I was editing the video.
1: I can't remember the last time DC did a good event either.
3: Yeah, um, but yeah, Kale's brought it up where, like, this trope of, like, let's have superheroes fight each other. It's just, like, I'm, like, so war was, like, fucking seven years ago. Can we get past it? Ten. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was 09. Holy shit! So it's been that's, a decade. That's
4: that's how long Civil War 2 took.
3: It's been a fucking decade. Like, move past it. I'm
1: so over it. If that forever evil event from a few years ago, where the evil Justice League counterparts fought the DC, uh, like the Rogues Gallery of DC villains, was that an event or is that just a Justice League thing? I loved it. I it think was, I yeah,
4: think it was okay.
0: DC probably has a better track record than Marvel with events over the last 10 years uh but it's not much better right like i think you know like what what have they done that's been amazing you know forever evil i thought was amazing trinity war was all right um and then the one before that eh. what what was um what was uh the one that grant did final crisis Final Crisis is all oh, right. It's crazy I love though. Final crisis. you don't, if you're not reading everything, you can't even understand what that book was about. Uh, so I think I think DC is probably going to continue to do really well for themselves on the comic book front. Um, I think Tom King is going to keep kicking ass on Batman. I'm excited for the future of Wonder Woman. I don't know why uh, the comic book is really good. I just I just want to see them, you know, put her more in the forefront. You know, I want. I hope that the next event that they do uh, really focuses more on the Trinity because we haven't had that much.
3: Um, that would be a good idea for them too based on like what they're trying to do with those movies, you know? Yeah. I think I think you'll see that.
1: You mentioned um, how Suicide Squad for Justice League feels like pandering. Um, 2017 could be the year of Wonder Woman with the Wonder Woman movie. So maybe she'll be on the forefront of comics as well. I would love that. That would be yeah, nice. That'd be great. <sighs> yeah.
0: Uh, I think Harley Quinn is unfortunately going to become more prevalent in the DC universe. I say unfortunately because she's never been that big of a deal. And now all of a sudden she's, you know, relevant. Uh, so that's a little odd. And I think that's going to continue. Um, I think I think the Joker is going to be a big deal in uh, DC Comics Ugh. coming up. Ugh. Well, they left us with a massive cliffhanger. I'm dying to see that Watchmen stuff play out, too. I think that's going to be a thing.
1: Yeah, they're letting that tease out a little bit. It's like when Triple H pedigreed uh, Seth Rollins. Let that tease out for a long time. I I
4: wish that Phil could speak like the rest of us and, and, and say something that we all understand. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about it is that like whenever whenever Phil specifically starts to talk about wrestling, I feel like I'm like a kid who sat through like four years of like high school Spanish and then I listen to two people speak Spanish and it's like I can catch like like I get kind of what you're talking about, but I have no I couldn't
1: like talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Phil's like, I don't give a fuck who I'm alienating. I'm just gonna bring this thing up like whatever. Because
1: I wanna talk about it.
0: Right. Steven um, for the wrestling, pals. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, but as far as the films go, I think it's going to be the exact opposite. I think Marvel's going to keep doing great. I think that uh, 2017, we've got Spider-Man coming. Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Uh, Thor, right? I think. Is
1: it? No? It might be. I think it might be November, like the end of the year kind of thing, maybe.
0: Yeah. And Black Panther? Oh, That's think, 2018. Yeah. Okay. So so the three movies we're getting is, are, are Spider-Man, Guardians, and Thor. And I think I think Guardians is probably going to be the best one, followed by Spider-Man. And I think Thor 3 will be the third best. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be a good movie. But I think that's probably going to be the, the way it shakes out for them. And
1: technically, um, and technically Logan, too, technically.
0: Oh, right, right, right. That's cool. Yeah, so a lot, a lot to look forward to on that docket. Yeah, I think we're going to get a surprise, too. Not as far as, like, they're not going to release a surprise movie, (laughs) but I think... (laughs) That'd be cool. Dude, Defenders is next year, too. Defenders? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Oh, yeah, and Iron Fist. And Punisher and Iron Fist, Fist. Fist, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think think we're going to hear something big, potentially related to a Fox Marvel deal. I really believe that that's... that that, that's something to look out for wishful thinking my
1: friend (laughs) you're damn right maybe at least with the fantastic four stuff
4: maybe
3: maybe there's there's definitely a chance there i think because i mean fox has proven that they can't they can't turn that into gold so maybe they'd be willing to sell it off
0: for for some money and then uh, just real quick with dc i think dc is going to continue to bewilder us uh <laughs> that's one way to put it <laughs> what's our, what, i don't what's on their docket well wonder woman and justice league no Do no justice, justice
2: league. league. aquaman
0: no they pushed aquaman? that yeah they that, got, that got pushed back i believe yeah they did oh that's right we that's talked right, about yeah. that i think two weeks ago yeah yeah um i think wonder woman is not going to be a big hit unfortunately me neither that's my prediction
3: I was going to say, in the same way that I feel like Suicide Squad is going to feel like, a, or the same way that Suicide Squad felt like a bad retreading of Guardians, I feel like Wonder Woman is inevitably going to feel like a bad retreading of Cap. Even if it's not, even if it isn't, I feel like it's going to carry that connotation because I feel like people's expectations going into this movie are going to be so low um, that they're going to look for reasons to not like it. Man, I hope not. Man, I hope not. I wholeheartedly believe that. I think this movie, based on how poorly the rest of its like counterparts have done, will will probably track lower than it would have if it was like alone. You know, if it didn't have the weight of this crap
0: on top of it. I think it's going to be a good movie. I think I'm going to go into the theater and have a good time. But I just don't think people are going to show up, and I think people are going to pan it. Uh, Justice League, I think, is going to be uh, enjoyable on the level of, hey, here are all these characters together. Uh, But beyond that, I don't think it's going to be particularly good, unfortunately. And I think DC is going to have to reshuffle some things. And I think we're going to see them make a lot of moves towards rebuilding for the future in some form or fashion. I think there's a legit chance
3: that Justice League, I mean, we'll see, because these movies are still making money. But I think that, like, there's a chance that that's the last nail in the coffin. And that, like, their restructuring is them being like, let's try again in five years. You know? Or let's try again in two or three years. Because...
2: Ooh, that's not not that
3: soon. Yeah. Well, maybe not. But I don't know, man. Like, they rushed to get this going. And I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to rush back into it with another reboot. Or a soft reboot. Something, you know?
0: I I actually think it would be unwise for them to stay out of the game too long. I think... I think if they do do what you suggest, Pete, they have to come back within three years.
3: Yeah, I I could see them coming back with like a a solo Batman movie and then trying to build it out from there.
4: Yeah, the Ben Affleck uh, Batman film could be, yeah, could be their soft reboot, could be their you know saving grace. Which would
0: be ridiculous because if you're going to reboot the DC universe, why the hell would you stick with an old Batman? I don't think
3: they'd do that though. I mean, I, I mean I I agree with Kale. I feel like I don't think they'll do a if they do a reboot, it'll be a soft one. I think it'll be some kind of like you know, they they write somewhere around all these crap movies and but don't have to like change all the actors and directors and everything cuz they're lazy and like we've they've shown that they don't care about crafting something that's quality and taking time. They wanted to get in on the hype and cash in on that Marvel money. And like they're just – I mean they're doing it kind of, but I don't know. I don't feel like the gains have been enough for them to like want to keep doing it. Like the movies are profitable, but they're not super profitable.
0: And just lending credence to my earlier point about uh, Harley Quinn 2017 for uh, DC. They've got an animated film coming out called Batman and Harley Quinn yeah
3: and there's gonna be a harley quinn solo movie that they're working on you know it's like they're definitely pushing forward on that whole thing and it's disappointing it's disappointing because i don't think harley quinn's a bad character i think it's just she's a character that like I, i personally don't think dc has a great track record with female characters in general um and that that's changed over the years but i think like especially around the era of like the new 52, there was a lot of pretty unsavory treatments of female characters. And I think Harley Quinn's a character that's really easy to turn into a pinup girl, sex symbol kind of thing, uh, even though that's not really her roots and that's not the way she has to be. I don't think that's the way she should be, um, but that's the way that they have chosen to portray her. And as long as that's going to continue, I think we're going to see a rise in her popularity because she's iconic to people our age. And it's easy to digest her into something that people who don't really care about comics or whatever can, like, sexualize or idolize in some weird, twisted way. You know, that Joker-Harley relationship that, for whatever reason people want to glorify, um, is attractive to people. And they're going to play into
4: that. Well, and the other end of the spectrum with the, the Harley Quinn and uh, Poison Ivy uh, titillation uh, – aspect of it yeah as
3: opposed to as opposed to it being like good writing
4: (laughs) yeah yeah
3: which is that's the way that they're gonna do it though because like that's the movies that they're making you know the movies that they're making are either we've seen them they chase the nolan verse kind of uh aesthetic but don't nail it because they don't commit to it uh or they go for you know, fucking classic scene kids Hot Topic aesthetic that they went with for Suicide Squad, and you know, I have no reason to believe that they won't do that for the Harley Quinn standalone movie, that they won't have some titillating scene of them making out, and that'll be the fucking reason that 13-year-olds go to see the movie, and people our age roll their eyes at Anyone it.
0: Anyone else want to cast their vision for the future?
3: Yeah, I mean, I've said pretty much everything I have to say about DC and Marvel. I want to throw out a couple things for Image. Um, Invincible is going to be ending this year, which is bittersweet for me it's something I'm looking forward to because I don't think that Kirkman and Otley would send it off without something excellent in mind and the fact that they are both kind of reached the conclusion that they're ready to uh, bring Mark's story to a close um, is something that's disappointing and upsetting for me as someone who loves the book but I'm excited to see what they have in store and uh, yeah that's definitely the thing I'm most looking forward to this year and then otherwise oh no go ahead
4: Pete, is that a is that a monthly title do you when will that happen? Do you know?
3: It is monthly. I don't know when the last one shakes out, but it's I think it's it's at the very end of twenty eighteen. Like we're yet one more year of Invincible, or I meant twenty seventeen. Um and it, it, I think it ends in like, I wanna say like around the time of Comic Con, I think is when the last issue comes out.
1: Yeah, I heard Robert Kirkman said he really wants to tie in with the the hot topic scene crowd by having a Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy like character make out in the final issue.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, Adam Eve is just going to become a straight-up sex symbol. Um, yeah, you know, that's 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 what it's going to be all about. It's going to be really exciting. Draw with a bang. Uh, oh no. Um, so yeah, and there's a couple threads in Invincible that they haven't tied up yet that I think are going to be really interesting to see play out. One of which um, is, I think, honestly, one of the most like daring things I've seen done in a superhero book with your leading character. Uh, and I really want to see how it plays out. I hope – I would be really surprised if Kirkman let it drop because that guy doesn't ever let plot threads drop. But um I hope it gets as much attention as I want it to with all the fanfare around ending the book because it is a more quiet, intimate kind of character storyline. Um But beyond that, uh, I'm – there's like a lot of books I like that are probably going to be ending this year or will at least be like coming to some kind of a wrap whether or not they get like their actual conclusion um like Snack Girl doesn't seem like it's going to get a second run because it's not selling very well um so i'm really interested to see like what's new because image always has a ton of new books every year and like i'm i'm at a point where like my pull list is the thinnest it's been in a while and i'm just excited for new things and there doesn't there hasn't been a lot that's been like grabbing me um i've read comics probably the least, the second half of this year than I have in a really long time. Um, so I'm I'm hungry for something new and that's really what I'm hoping for in 2017 is that I'll see more new books um, like Snot Girl or something like that that is something different that is going to really grab my attention and make me want to pay attention.
0: Cool. I, I, I agree with you and I really hope we get more new books from uh, Image and other indies because I think, you know, we can probably all agree that that's – That's where the ingenuity is right now. That's where the kind of, you know, excitement is as far as comics go.
3: And that's the reason I still read comics is stuff like that, you know? So it's like I'll always love capes and tights. But, you know, the older I get, the more I realize I think my connection to those books is the characters and not always the way that they're being written, especially lately. So I I really would love to see – like I know Vertigo is supposed to have a bunch of stuff that's cooking for this year. So it's like I'm just excited to see some like talented creators come out. And tell me a story that they've been
0: dying to tell yeah for sure anyone else want to go Marco
2: so for the future um, I mean you guys basically said everything that I would be looking forward to in terms of like comics with um, the new imprint the new DC imprint um, with vertigo Uh, image I'm just looking forward to new books like Pete said they come out uh, really often Um, I just picked up Mac Landis's Green Valley, uh, the first three issues. So I'm going to see how that works out.
3: Oh, okay. You haven't read it yet? I was going to say I'm really
2: interested in that book. I read the first issue. Um, It was cool. It was, you know, it was interesting. It set the story. It's a bit fast paced, but the second issue sort of slows it down. Um, I'm like halfway through that and I just got to get to the third one. Um, Cool. I'll let you know. Cool. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't follow Marvel, so I'll, I'll go with what you guys said. Sure.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and
2: mm-hmm. Um, DC, the only things I'm reading from DC are Scooby Doo, uh, which has been fun. Scooby Doo Apocalypse, which has been fun. Uh, surprisingly, is it didn't really? Try. Is it good? Yeah, it didn't, it, well, I thought it was gonna be cheesy, and yeah. it's it turned into like a sort of it's a, like a survival horror kind of thing. Like um,
3: it reminds me of uh, actually Afterlife a bit. Um, okay. do, you, do you think they're going to like kill anybody off in that series? No, probably not. No? no. Yeah. I wouldn't no, think so, no. but I don't know, man. Like the thing that, um, I guess that's another thing that I'm excited for in 2017 is actually to catch up on some of the books that like you guys have gotten me interested in or other people.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause like
3: Flintstones is a book that like one of the guys who manages one of the shops I go to, uh, has like talked about it nonstop this year and like, it's apparently really dark. Like, it deals really? with, yeah, like, it's it's very centered around um, very, like, 1950s, like, Norman Rockwell, like, kind of subject matter, but looking at it through a very, like, modern and cynical kind of viewpoint, like, oh, the idea okay. of, like, your marriage falling apart or, like, uh, being a veteran and, like, trying to return home from war and, and be a normal person and have a job. Or, like, like, classist stuff and race and, like, a lot of really heavy shit to be talking about with the Flintstones. And, like, that's awesome, man. Like, yeah, that's – hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I like when authors do things like that. I um, heard Morrison talk about one of his earliest comics was a Zoids comic. Do you guys remember Zoids? Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Poor yeah. man's Voltron. And uh, he's, like <laughs> – I didn't know what to do with these big robot animals, so I made it a Cold War allegory where the bad guys were like the reds and the good guys were like the United Kingdom at the time, but it was like very blurred because it was the Cold War. Point is, I like when authors take kind of silly ideas and make it very, very like uh, more deep, quote unquote. I mean,
3: that's what's what's fun about superheroes, right? I mean,
1: like on on its face, every
3: superhero is silly, but it's the thing that the things that make them human, that make the stories interesting. Um, and just one more thing off what Marco said. Uh, I haven't been reading Marvel, but I am actually going to try and get into the Star Wars comics this year, I think. I was talking about it with it's Kale. really good. I was talking about it with Kill before the show, and I think the thing that kept me off of them was uh, I didn't want to get too caught up in the, like, Star Wars is back hype, you know? But, like, now that I've seen two Star Wars movies a year apart and enjoyed both of them, I think I'm, like, a little more comfortable, like diving into that and and really getting into uh all the stuff they're doing so i got poe dameron uh trade for my birthday so it's gonna be my my first one
4: cool i was just gonna say keep us updated on that i'm especially interested in how uh poe dameron is
3: i've heard nothing but good things um i I think it was a friend of the show brian uh del pozo i think reviewed it a while ago and i i think he said a lot of really nice things about it or maybe it was was that you oh it was uh, it was him yeah. Okay, because I know you and him were both reading all those Star Wars books, and I was editing editing stuff.
2: Sean did the uh, – you did Anakin, right? Anakin
3: and, and Obi-Wan, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I did the mainline Star Wars book as well. Right, right, right. Any other ones I should look out for? I heard Darth Vader's really good. I heard Princess Leia's really good.
2: Han Solo. I mean, not Han Solo. Um, Lando. Lando.
3: lando is supposed to be good yeah i actually have issue one of lando i bought it just because i love lando
0: <laughs> lando Lando was really good i enjoyed it a lot i reviewed every issue of darth vader and that was phenomenal um you might you might have issues with the art every now and then but the writing is always top notch mm-hmm. i remember you said the art was kind of inconsistent yeah yeah, the main Star Wars book is always great. Jason Aaron is a phenomenal writer, so there's never a problem. Cool. Uh, and then Obi-Wan and Anakin. Uh, I probably wouldn't buy it if I were you. Like, I wouldn't seek out the trade, but I enjoyed reading it as I was reading it.
3: All right, yeah. I'll, I'll probably skip that one. I'm not, like, super interested in the prequel timeline. Like,
0: It, it does the prequel stuff better than the
1: films did, though.
3: I, I remember that was the kind of the thesis statement of your reviews
0: of them.
1: That doesn't set the bar very high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, thank you for listening to episode 10 of The Comics Pals. We appreciate you guys always tuning in to us. Uh, remember to let us know what you think of the show uh, by writing in to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com or leaving us a comment on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at The Comics Pals or Instagram at The Comics Pals. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and like and comment on this video if you enjoy what you're listening to and like us let's, on facebook uh, yes facebook the forgotten form of social media um let's get into you're plots. telling me <laughs> pete go ahead Oh, sure. Um So
3: as always, thank you guys for joining us here on episode 10 of the Comics Pals. If you guys want to see more from me, you can follow me on social media at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram, um, where I'm regularly talking about pop culture. If you guys want to come yell at me for my opinions or engage me for new ones. Uh, if you want more content from me, you can check out my YouTube channel, Slack and Slash. That you, that's YouTube.com slash Slack and Slash or at Slack and Slash.com. Uh, we do Let's Plays every Tuesday and Thursday, our uh, weekly podcast every Monday where we discuss the news and um, kind of an evergreen topic. And then on Wednesdays, we'll usually do some kind of scripted show. So I hope you'll uh, come hang out if you're a gamer. Awesome.
0: Kale?
4: I'm going to plug my comics company, Panels Publishing. And uh, this week, I'm gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of highlight "Cosmic Number One" by my my uh, colleague Aaron Keepers and uh, Letty Wilson, uh, who did the uh, faces for our logo. Thanks a lot, Letty. Uh, Cosmic is the uh, it's the story of uh, an alien crash landing on Earth and uh, mixing DNA with a, a human girl. And sort of the uh, ensuing adventure that happens after that. Uh, please go buy that. It's on Comixology. Um, I know Aaron and Letty are hungry, so uh, please support them in making comics. Uh, you can find the rest of our stuff on our website, PanelsPublishing.com. You can find us on pay- on uh, Facebook under Panels Comics. You can find us on Twitter as Panels Comics with an X. And uh, like I said, we are on Comixology. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at TotoInto, T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W.
0: Awesome. Marco.
4: Uh, you guys can
2: follow me on Instagram at Marco, and on Twitter at WoeIsMarco underscore. Um, as you know, share funny stuff and pictures and whatnot.
1: Cool. Phil. Marco shares nauseating pictures of him and his girlfriend on Instagram. <laughs> Please don't even bother following him. Don't be a
2: hater. They're cute. <laughs> We're really cute, Phil. So
1: I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Cyber Holiday. Uh, I repost the dankest memes. And uh, make sure you check out the Comics Pals Instagram where I take a lot of pictures of Kale Ward and upload them on, the, on there.
4: Uh, a lot of weird, creepy pictures
1: and uh, that's it for me alright so with that we are the comics pals signing
0: off take care guys
1: bye happy new year happy new
4: year from Stan from Stan happy new year from Stan happy new year dear pals